Can stringing a wire across a set of railroad tracks be constituted as an act of terrorism? Hi, this is Phil Gursky, and you're listening to Quick Hits, short podcasts about matters pertaining to national security and public safety. <laughs> a fascinating piece in this morning's Globe and Mail, often called Canada's uh, national newspaper. I'm not sure if that's true or not. I want to cite a few excerpts from it. Federal authorities in Seattle have charged two people, actually two women, with a terrorist attack on train tracks, suggesting that they were motivated by opposition to the construction of a natural gas pipeline across British Columbia when they interfered with the operation of a railroad in Washington State. Uh, The women are Samantha Frances Brooks, uh, age 27, and Ellen Brennan-Reich, 23, both from Bellingham, Washington. And they're accused of placing shunts on the Burlington North Santa Fe tracks, which apparently uh, was a wire strung across the tracks, mimicking the electrical signal of a train. And these can apparently cause the trains to automatically break and can disable railroad crossing guards. Furthermore, I guess these when you do this, the brakes can engage, and if they're hauling hazardous materials and flammable gas, that can cause the cars to be separated and could in fact have derailed the train. The charges, which referred to an incident last Saturday, so November the 28th, are only one of 41 such cases involving this particular railroad since January, and there was a message claiming responsibility posted on an anarchist website. And according to a spokesperson, these crimes endanger our community. So, saw the headline, and I asked myself, can this actually be considered an act of terrorism? First, uh, nothing happened. No trains were stopped. No trains were derailed. No hazardous goods were, were spilled. So nothing actually happened, but that's neither here nor there. It's often in many cases involving law enforcement and security intelligence, you want to stop acts of terrorism from happening rather than let them happen and deal with the aftermath, the death and destruction later. But putting a wire across the tracks, is that an act of terrorism? I was initially skeptical about this until I read, or went back rather, to the Canadian Criminal Code. Now this is an American case, but here's what the Canadian Criminal Code says about an act of terrorism. It's under section 83.01 of the code. It's an act of serious violence that is committed in whole or part for political, ideological, or religious reasons. And there's five clauses that are added to this. It intentionally either causes death or serious bodily harm. It endangers a person's life. It causes a serious risk to the health or safety of the public. And then two additional clauses causes substantial property damage, which can lead to either death, endangering, or causing a serious risk to the health or public safety, safety of the public or causes a serious interference or disruption of an essential service or system. Again, whereby that particular incident causes death or endangers a person's life. I'm kind of torn on this one. There's no question that it could have caused substantial property damage or interfered with a essential service. I mean, the railroad in many parts of Canada, and certainly in the United States, is an essential service. But it is not so clear that it would have caused death or serious bodily harm or endangered a person's life or caused a serious risk to public safety. Unless, of course, these devices that these anarchists placed on the tracks did end up derailing a train. Now, of course, if a train derails, those are big machines. They can certainly cause a lot of people to be hurt. 
if they were carrying hazardous goods, say chemicals, for example. We've seen what happened on many occasions here in Canada where trains have derailed and spilled their contents. They've resulted in, in death and destruction. I suppose then that the charges here actually make some kind of sense. And it's interesting that we're talking about terrorism charges in an era where, for the past 20 years at least, the focus has been almost exclusively on Islamist extremism, and for all the right reasons, as I'm sure you're sick and tired of hearing me saying, or uh, right-wing extremism, which is gathering a lot of attention these days, particularly in the United States, but also in parts of the Western world, including Canada. We don't hear a lot about what we would call anarchist or, or left-wing terrorism, though, do we? It seems to have gone unnoticed, sort of slipped under the radar. There was a, a famous series of incidents in the early 1980s in Canada by a group called the Squamish Five from British Columbia. Uh, spoiler alert, I'm, I, I treat this case, at, in the case of these individuals at quite some detail in my forthcoming book, History of Terrorism in Canada from Confederation to the Present, called The Peaceable Kingdom. That book is coming out very, very soon. You can order it in, in a few weeks or so. And yet, we don't seem to place this form of extremism at the top of our agendas. In fairness, there have been very few, if any, actual attacks carried out by anarchists and or the far left that have resulted in death and destruction. There certainly has been a rise, I think, in activity over the past couple years, especially during the Trump presidency as a reaction to that particular man's kowtowing and rather overt support of, of the far right, white nationalists and white supremacists. And yet I and others have been warning that maybe this is something we need to worry about going forward. There's no question there are a lot of very angry people around the world when it comes to climate change, when it comes to the destruction of the Amazon rainforest by the Bolsonaro government in Brazil, when it comes to the use of fossil fuels, and a whole host of other ills that are affecting the planet. And at times, I think I'm a little surprised we don't see more acts of violence planned and or perpetrated by those who get to a point where they feel I've tried all the legal alternatives. I've tried protesting. I've tried talking to officials. I've tried running for elections. I've tried issuing statements. We've tried, you know, all of the above. And yet no one seems to give a rat's ass about the environment, about the planet, about what we're doing to it, about how we're destroying it. Maybe if we start blowing shit up, people will start paying attention. Maybe these 41 or so acts of vandalism slash sabotage against American Railway Network in the Northwest is simply the beginning of a campaign where this will become more frequent, more common. I don't know. It'll be an interesting thing to watch going forward, whether or not our security intelligence and law enforcement agencies have to devote resources to this form of violent extremism. We've been talking long, for months now, about how it is that you look at all the jihadi plots that are still out there and find the time to look at the far right, the white nationalists, the neo-Nazis, the white supremacists. And now you may have to split that pie even further to find the men and women to do the surveillance and recruit the human sources and apply for federal court warrants against leftist, anarchist, violent extremist groups. As somebody who worked in the industry for three decades, I don't know how you're going to do that. You only have so many resources to go around in any given time. And how you apportion those resources depends critically on the nature of the threat, the scale of the threat, and the prioritization that threat is given within your country. I guess we're going to have to wait and see whether or not there is a rational, or a rationale rather, 
for devoting more resources to this particular act of violent extremism. I'd be surprised if we don't see more of it, but I'd also want to sort of recognize that those that we task with stopping it are placed in a very difficult position. Not only is the, the whole freedom of expression, freedom of speech, freedom of association thing to take into consideration, there is simply, there are far too many things that go bang in the night that worry these people for which they don't have adequate resources. And I doubt they're going to get them anytime soon. Anyhow, that's what I think. Do you think putting a wire across to a railroad tracks constitutes an act of terrorism? Is it better an act of sabotage? Is it simply a criminal act? Let me know. You can reach me on email, borealisrisk at gmail.com or on Twitter at borealisaves. You can also find me on LinkedIn and on Facebook. If you want to receive this content on a daily basis, go to my website, borealisthreatenrisk.com, hit the subscribe button, provide your email address, you'll get a free daily digest every morning, all the blogs, all the podcasts, all the material, free of charge. Love to hear from you on this story and others, maybe some ideas for future podcasts. I'll talk to you again soon. Until then, stay safe.